a write off because you never said you're dead, not Grimes or Rude Boy. Shut your mouth. Yes, Chris Faker. That is me, Griff, obviously. So oh, shut your mouth. Um, how you doing? How you doing? Are you good? Are you well? Hey, is everyone fine? Everyone feeling lovely? It's a Saturday morning. I'm still in bed. Um, and why? Because I can be. I just had a lion for once, and I, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to do all the good stuff that you're meant to do with your life. You know, not be fat. But, ah! Lane Did a late show last night. 10.30 kickoff. Didn't get in till like half one, man. So, going to stay in bed as long as I can. So, I've got a big day ahead of me today. Got to look at flowers. Flowers, got to look at the flowers. Now, I said I was going to pretend to care about it in the last episode. Now, I actually care. I'm mentally invested because this week I met up with my tailor, right? Because what happened was, uh, I, it's, it's all ridiculous in hindsight when I say it. I was, I was going to get a suit from a shop for my wedding and then um, went to my cousin's wedding. And I was wearing a very fly jacket. You saw that copper leaf jacket I was wearing. I was looking fly, mate. And then Naomi went, yeah, you're going to have to make more of an effort for our wedding. You can't be dressing better for someone else's wedding and not your own. I was like, you know what? It's a good point. So I met my tailor. And we discussed ideas. I told him, you know, the style of the wedding. What I was thinking. And he was like, yep, yep, I've got your vision. I've got it. And I was like, cool, let's do this. So now I've just been looking at different ideas about suits. You know, I, I just thought it's just your standard. Yeah, do you want it to be single-breasted, double-breasted? But then you've got to think about how many buttons you want, one or two. Or then do you want a lapel on your waistcoat or not? And then do you want any thread, like the trim on your on your lapel? And then how big do you want the lapel? And do you, oh, it's just like all these different things. So I just thought, hey, we thought about but I know what I like the look of. The only thing that I'm just trying to decide is how I want my waistcoat. If I want it to be, you know, that low cut kind of U shape. Or that kind of traditional, you know, V shape. That's a bit mid-range. I don't want it super high. I want that shirt to be seen. Um, yeah, man. Well, do that. So now when I'm looking at flowers, I've got to put the flower in, you know, in my lapel on there. I now care about, you know, what that looks like. Because I've got my vision. Alright, got a vision of how I want to look. I want to look fabulous. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, man, what else have been doing this week? I went to see, uh, went to see Dave Chappelle. I went to see Dave Chappelle uh, this week. The goat. Hey, mate, he's a, he makes a lot of effort. So I think he's kind of bored. To so me and Philo are half are discussing this. Though. It's like, you know when someone's just ahead of the game and they're unchallenged? So... They don't usually take their foot off the pedal, but they don't have to really be pumping right down to the ground. And that's what it kind of feels like with, with Chappelle. It comes that easily to him. That he's... Um, yeah, he's a bit bored. His first half was jokes. The second half, he was just... Um, it's more crowd interaction, crowd work. Still funny. But this wasn't set, set up punch, set up punch. And then mid... Towards the end, he brought out Kojo. We are in Hackney. Kojo ends them to a friends. He's, you know, Kojo just did Britain's Got Talent. Shout out to Kojo for getting to the final. And then he brings out Idris Elba as well. 
Stormzy was in the crowd. Brought him on stage after. Um, shout out to Travis J. Shout out last week. He, he opened up for for Dave. And obviously, when you're in the comedy world, you you know people's material and stuff. So seeing him, you know, do new material, do improvised material, and then tie that into his established material. It's like yeah, Baji, yeah. So, shout out to him for that. But, yeah. i tell you what, though. What it showed me, because obviously Chappelle has the phone lock thing. So, you lock your phone away before you go into the theatre. And I was on my own. And I got there early. Um, so, I was sat there in my seat. Just looking around, twiddling my thumbs. You realise how much you rely on your phone. Well, how much I rely on my phone when I'm bored. I've got no one to talk to. I didn't know what I was doing with my phone. I just wanted to be able to scroll and look and just... Get something in. Because I had no phone, I was just staring at architecture. Going, okay. But it's hard to do that when you've been in the room before. I've been at the Hackney Empire. I've performed at the Hackney Empire. So I was just looking around and saying, okay. There's a fire exit. I was looking at stuff like that. Um, thinking about the orientation of the building. Just so, wait, you've got Mayor Street there. So I guess this is actually running parallel to it and the stages. I was thinking all these kind of things. Just because I didn't have my phone. I was like, fuck me, please start this show on time. I don't be left alone with my brain anymore. This is boring. <laughs> but um then what else have we done this week? I've done anything else. I don't think else this week of any real note. So I keep you man. I am so tired. Um so so tired. Who else done this week? No, nothing else has really been done this week. So let's get into TV. Two things I've seen on TV this week. First one, let's go lighter hearted. Let's go uh, to, no, sorry, let's go heavier. Heavier first, then go lighter hearted after. So when they see us, if you've not seen that, it's Ava DuVernay. She also rang us 13th. Um, I agree with what Charlemagne said that he thinks she is the top person when it comes to activism through art you know what I mean put the medicine in the candy listen that show that uh, mini series uh, when they see us emotional mate made me cry at the end made me tear up and cry at the end got me got me good got me good man fucking if you ain't seen it it's about Central Park 5 mad injustice but what I'm more interested in is the aftermath of it. Or the aftermath. The aftermath, aftermath of it all. Um, obviously, this is a real-life event. And this was a mini-series. Now, go remember, it wasn't a documentary. And even if it was a documentary, documentaries are bias. But this is a mini-series. So, all those heart-pulling moments... May not have happened exactly how those show, you know. You know? And I had to remind myself of that. Um, that not that it's going to be dramatized, but you have to fill in some gaps. And it was crazy, yeah. But it's still crazy. It's still, still a bit of a gut punch to watch. And now the the chief prosecutor, she's had a publishing deal taken away. She's had a social media shutdown. Um, 
the victim of the crime, she still does remember it, but she's talking about how she wants the the case files released. That's all people going at her. Well, she was saying that she'd like the case files to be released and to show that the five guys were involved, right? And that the police didn't do anything wrong. That's what she said she wants to happen. And she thinks that, uh, what was his name? Is it de Blasio, who's the mayor of New York? Yeah, he said, she was saying that, um, you know, they got acquitted as a political gain. But, um, Here's my thing. I understand her point of view, though. Because you can't... I'm black, right? Um, I think if you're black, if you're working class, if, if you're from an ethnic minority, or you're working class, you have a general distrust of the police or, or people in authority, right? That I think that's the genuine case. So for us to hear a story that the police have done wrong, it's like, well, duh, of course. You know, if anything, we're always all most black people and work class people. I'm sorry, I keep saying black. Most like ethnic minorities in the UK and work class people have a story of how the police have done them right. In the sense of it's such a shock and standout moment, that moment has been etched into their head that the policeman has actually done them right and done a good job. Because all the kind of fucked up things that police have done, it's like, yeah, well, I expected that. You know, like if something happens, right? Let's say again, working class, FMLH, the immediate thing isn't just to call the police. It's can we sort this out before the police come? Then if they call the police, it's like, shit. Let me put this illegal DVD away and this drugs away. <laughs> Let me put some shit away first and then get the police to come. Whereas if you're like middle class, white middle class, police are law enforcement. They're there to protect my property and they're there to serve me and they, and they do their job and they're good people. And this country would have no laws if you didn't have them enforced and you need law enforcement. Yeah. And so this Central Park jogger, she was an investment banker. White, white lady investment banker. So in her mind, police are good people. So of course she wants those files to be released to show that they did their job and those five guys are guilty because if it comes out that they didn't do their job and it's categorical proof that they those five black guys weren't involved, her worldview is going to be spun around. She's like, oh my God. So all this time when I thought the police had served me and done me credit and got me justice and imprisoned the animals that attacked me, they didn't. They just wanted to get at this black guy. They're more anti-black than they were pro-women. And that'll fuck up her worldview. You know what I mean? It's like finding out someone's done you a favour and you've always thanked them for the favour they've done you. Because you thought, rah, they went out of their way to do that for me. And they even told you, yeah, they went out of their way to do that for you. Only to find out, nah, nah, it was actually an accident by fluke that they did a favour for you. You know? Well, imagine if they go, oh, you are someone for a lift. You're stranded somewhere, you need a lift. And this person's gone, yeah, I'll come and get you. He's like, oh, wow, that's amazing, they've come to get me. 
Nah, you didn't know. They were already driving that way. They're yeah, they're already driving that way. And actually, they're driving that way to do something really fucked up to someone else. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. So, yeah. I'm not mad at that woman. I can't be. She's flipping, brutally beaten and raped. So, it's, it's a weird thing that a crime like that could happen and then people online turn their hate towards her. Keep focused, people. It's the corrupt police you need to keep your focus on. You know, so it's, it's a strange one. It's a strange one for me. Um, What else from that show did I find interesting? Um, Yeah, so I knew the story, but the actors, the, the, the five guys, the five boys carried the, the, the show brilliantly and conveyed the point that the real... Ava did so well in making us realise they are children. It's so easy to use these words, right? Adolescents, teenagers, young adults. But when you see a 16-year-old being interrogated, they're a child. A 15-year-old, they're a child. I've, yeah, I've done mentoring and, again, as intelligent as they can be and as surprised as you can be by how much they know about the world, they're children. The same way that we get excited as adults, there's something a bit more special about a child's excitement. You know what I mean? Like, even if, you know, what I mean? like someone who's, especially if they're 16, getting to like through puberty now and they're trying to establish what they are. They're trying to be an adult, but they're still a child. They don't know. But there's some little things that will just make them kick back into childhood and it's just be sheer excitement and joy. And it's just like, oh man, that's sweet. That's touching. It's like I said, adults, all adults are. We're just children that grew older. That's it. Now, that sounds like some kind of whimsical thing, but you got to think, adult, adulthood is a legal status. It's an arbitrary line that we've gone, you're in your 18, bang, you're an adult. Some country, when you're 21, bam, you're an adult. But there's no, when you're 16, bang, you're an adult. Like, there's no actual physical thing or psychological, mental emotional thing it's just bang you've drawn the line you're an adult now and that's why i make that i think like it's more of a spectrum it's not just a you go from one room to the next room to the next room it's more of just a conveyor belt that we travel along different times so as some kids enter puberty earlier and some enter it later some enter adulthood earlier i was in the late like you know you ever met like a woman who's like had her first kid at 18 and like, and it's like with with the dude who she had the kid with, who's like nineteen, and now now they're like in their thirties. They're not the same thirty year olds as the guys who haven't had a serious relationship, and still live at home, at thirty two, and just still going out every weekend. They're not the same thirty year olds. They're different types of people. You, you you know what I mean? And then sometimes when those people have those kids at that age, but they're actually now they're still children. And that kid's just spending all their time with their grandparents. <laughs> that person's still going out. Versus that person who stayed at home and saved, 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 bought a property, focused on their career. Again, they're not the same 30-year-olds. So adulthood and adulting happens at different times for different people in different ways. And stuff. So watching that show, that miniseries just hammered home to me. It's like, bam, they, those were kids. Those kids. I'm not sure if that's actually what happened or how they actually were, but 
Definitely how they came across in the program. They were kids, man. And it was interesting. I liked There ain't much jokes in that. That was jokes, now. It's just me just talking about what I thought about that show. But, um, but yeah, I guess we need to stop using miniseries as documentaries. But we should continue making them, though. And then read. Read about it. Read about the actual crime after. Read the facts. People using it to turn their hate on Donald Trump. Can we stop focusing on this guy? All right? Let's stop focusing on him. He, he's something else, though, isn't he, Donald? Been over in Ireland and the UK. Stood next to the Irish Prime Minister. Talk about walls. It's just like, no, mate, no. It's, it's not the same. You know, I know that we have a problem with our wall and in Ireland, uh, in, in Belfast, they have their walls too. It's like, no, 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 no. Where's his, you know, where's his um, public speaking office? I was going, no, Donald, no, 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 Mr. President, don't go there. Well, what else to be on TV? Black Mirror's back. Oh, have you seen Striking Vipers, the first episode? I've seen two of the episodes. Jesus. If you haven't watched Black Mirror, Striking Vipers, uh, I suggest you do. Um, I don't give you any spoilers. I did hype it up, though. I will say this. I hyped up saying it was one of the best episodes Black Mirror ever done. And then Ori Styler corrected me and said... He started listing episodes and then I started going back through and I was like, ah, shit. I think it's been 23 different Black Mirror episodes, including Bandersnatch. And yeah, okay, it's not top five. <laughs> but it's good. Oh, man, I want, I want people to see it. I want to actually talk about it. I spoke about it with uh, one of my friends at work. We've discussed it. I want to talk to more people about the episode. I think it's just a really cool uh it's a thought-provoking episode. That's what it is. Um, fuck it, I'm going to talk about it, all right? So, in this episode... Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Let's time it. Let's time. And I'll... I'll speak about it for an exact amount of time. If I don't get it out then, then I'll put another warning... Um, on the pod, right? Let's let's find it. Let's let's find. Oh, where where are we in time wise? Oh shit! I want to end up deleting this thing, aren't I? Um, right. So we're eighteen thirty-five, eighteen thirty-five. So um, I'm gonna talk about it for two minutes. So at twenty thirty-five. I'll stop talking. Right. So in the episode, if you ain't seen it and you're not gonna see it, basically it's in this kind of alternate parallel universe where they've got this technology, where there's two guys playing a computer game, but they've got like a virtual reality set where they put it in and they go into the game. So it's not virtual reality, you're actually in the game and it's a fighting game like Tekken, they're feeling all the the um, the kicks, the punches and everything. Now these guys used to live with each other 11 years ago and played this game called Striking Vipers, like the first edition, you know, on like a shitty graphics on their computer 11 years ago. Fast forward, one's married uh, with kids, Living, you know, that boring life in quote marks. The other one is still living his Playboy lifestyle. But they still pick the same characters. So they reconnect on his birthday, play the game, and they reconnect as, uh, you know, as, as mates. Anyway, one of them plays as his usual character, this Chinese dude. The other one plays as his usual character, this, like, Chinese woman. Now they're fighting in the game. The woman's kicking his ass like they did when they were younger. But now they end up rolling around with each other and they start kissing. Now remember, it's the avatars. It's the woman and the man. But the two guys playing it can feel it. 
so they come out of the game. They come out of the game now and they're like, oh my God. Then they don't talk to each other. They just log out. No longer online. And then they don't, they don't play the game for a few days. Then they play it again. And then this time they're like, oh, I sorry, I was drunk last time. Drunk last time, he's like, Yeah, yeah, me too. He's like, Whatever, let's play properly now, let's fight in it. So, uh, they start again. Oh, they start fighting again, and then I'll wait. I said two minutes, so spoiler still happening. Give me another two minutes, and then <laughs> and then, um, they fight, they're fighting again, and then they just start kissing. They start kissing, they start kissing, and then it's just full-blown sex. Full-blown sex, and then they just start playing almost every night. It's full-blown sex. So it's the dude controlling the woman's body and the man controlling the man's body. Now, question is, what does this mean in terms of sexuality? What does it mean? Does it, does it mean that you're gay? If you're the guy... Because you're still attracted to the female form. But it's just your friend's personality. It's weird, isn't it? What if you're the guy who's taking the female's form? And you're getting bagged by a dude in your imaginary pussy. You don't have a vagina. Like, what, what does that mean for you? Is it that you just like feelings? Because you don't have a vagina. It's not like you're feeling it in your bum. And I don't know. Men, would you actually want to be able to feel a female orgasm? Like to know what that feels like? Because in, in the show, he describes it as, uh, what is it? A male orgasm is like a guitar solo. And a female orgasm is like an orchestra. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I don't think I need to feel that much pleasure in life. <laughs> I'll just stick to being a guy who likes ladies. And, um, yeah. It's a real mad episode, man. Real mad episode. Uh, oh, go for another two minutes. One more minute. Okay. The disclaimer, I mean, the spoiler's still happening. One more minute. I'm done. Yes, yeah, so what does it mean for sexuality, man? And then they, um, yeah, then they meet in person. Like, they need to know whether... Because it starts creeping out of the game. starts affecting their real lives. So they meet in person. These two guys who've been friends for years. And right, we've got a kiss. I love that bit. I really liked how they did that bit. But they made them kiss in person. And they were just like, nah, I don't feel a thing. Nah, neither do I. It's like, all right then. <laughs> it's like, so what does that mean? Do you just carry on playing the game? And then here's my bit though. Is so obviously at the end of the episode, um, the you see that he only plays the game once a year or once a month. I'm not sure, but it's implied there's an organised date that he plays the game. And um, okay, wait, spoiler still happening. One more minute if you skip to this bit. One more minute, and then. Um, yeah, obviously it's implied in the show that he has an anniversary date where he plays the game. But the wife goes out, takes her rig off and has like a date night, has her fun, her thrill. Now my thing is, is it equal because they're both getting their thrills and what they want? 
or do the thrills need to be of equal weighting? See what I mean? Like, if I don't like ice cream, I like cake, but you like ice cream, then is it equal that we both go out and get cake and ice cream and get them separately? Or should, because I like ice cream, you should get ice cream. It's like, no, you should enter the game and you should have fun in the game. She's like, no, no, I don't want that. I want dick from random dudes in the bar. That's what... (laughs) I would dash that game away. No, 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 I'm stopping. But leads me into, see, look, spoiler dud now. It's over if you rejoined. Finish the spoiler. Um, It leads me into Pride. It's Pride's month, week. I don't know what it is. Uh, I never get involved. Um, You know, is that because I'm homophobic? No. It's because I'm a heterosexist? No. Just don't care. Same way that people don't care about Black History Month when they're not black. Even black people don't care about Black History Month. Same way that I don't really care about the D-Day anniversary. 75 years since D-Day. I was saying yesterday on stage, imagine there being a world war and everyone's involved, but your family's not involved. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm meant to be celebrating. It just doesn't touch me at all, like the D-Day stuff. I just watch, yeah, just see, see with the black and white images of these bombers flying across. And then the third battalion flew over Dunkirk and then won that, won that war. And the, the 14th Regiment of the East Anglians then entered Belgium on the 3rd of September 1942. And, and then the back, the Gurkhas won the war in southern China, I guess. <laughs> you mean? Uh, and then the Nazi regiments entered Poland, but they were obstructed by the Soviet Union forces. Applying pressure on the on the eastern frontier. Well done, chaps. And then the Americans flew over Japan. <laughs> it's all that kind of voice. It's just all that noises and the imagery and just makes me switch off. I'm like, nah, boring. Boring. Don't like it. It just doesn't get. It doesn't engage me. And uh, does it make me a terrible citizen of this country? Maybe. I don't know. I've never had to take a citizenship test. Have I? I was born here. Hey, you can't. So, um. <laughs> but I do respect people who do fight in the military, though. I do respect the troops. In uh, in all countries, because I would never do it. I'd never do any job that um, the potential end of my day is death. Now, do you think I'd fucking work in an office? So he goes, yeah, but someone might shoot at you. Is that fuck that? No. I feel like it's one of those jobs you do when you have limited options in life. And I had options. So, nah. Nah, mate. Um, but I was talking about pride. And, um, yeah, man. It's, um, strange. it's a strange uh, time. Not, not pride. I get pride. I get it. Definitely get it. Uh, there's his place in society and stuff um, you know a lot of things have happened to people who identify um, in LGBT stuff you know uh, their lives have been threatened just because who they are so they definitely should be pride my thing is though is how it bleeds into things that have nothing to do with LGBT plus you know 
So, for example, we uh, we've got a, a boat race. Um, going on near our work, it's been called an LGBT boat race, and I was like, "What? How does a boat have a sexuality? Like, what's going on here?" And it's being called a drag on boat race. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to make a fuss about it because I agreed to do it and then I got booked for a gig on the same day. So I can't make a fuss about it because it looks like I'm not doing it because of political reasons. <laughs> I don't care if I get in a multicoloured boat or white boat or black. I don't care. Rainbow boat. Put a unicorn on the front. Dragon. I don't care. Put whatever mythical creature you want on the front. Don't give a shit. I just found it weird that it became a LGBT boat race. I, I, I don't know. I just didn't know that was a thing. What makes it LGBT other than just calling it LGBT? See what I mean? Does that mean just saying, oh yeah, it's Black History. It's a Black History Month boat race. It's like, what? So what makes it Black History Month? We're doing nothing different. Just like any other boat race. It's just we've called it Black History Month. See what I'm saying? That was strange to me. Um, I like that. Uh, but they, they've definitely taken over the rainbows to the point that um, I went to Tesco, went to pick up a sandwich, and I wasn't sure if it was just colourful packaging or it was a a pride sandwich. I mean, I, I, it's just confused. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is. And I couldn't find anything that said it supported pride or LGBT. It had nothing on there. It was just very colourful. So in my brain went... So why the fuck have you made it so colourful, then? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I accept that these sandwiches support LGBT, but if you don't, then why you got rainbows on it? That's how my brain's now working and stuff. Um, yeah, I've got nothing wrong. I know some people got upset about MS doing a LGBT sandwich, lettuce, bacon... Uh, guacamole and tomato and um, he's like oh why are they trying to make sandwiches gay what makes a sandwich gay so I tell you what makes a sandwich gay if you're a man eating a sandwich someone puts their cock in between two slices of bread and you eat that it's pretty gay <laughs> that's that's how you make a sandwich really gay but um, just putting colours on, on a, a box doesn't make a sandwich gay mate uh, you won't you won't get gay. You won't you won't turn gay if you eat that sandwich. So, guys, if you're out there, and you do see a sandwich that you want to eat, and it's got the rainbow on it. Just just eat it, lads. All right. Don't be scared of that. But I got onto this because I want to talk. want to talk about pride. So in Boston, Boston, they've got a straight pride parade happening. The Boston mayor, the mayor of Boston, said that he can't stop it, and that it's going to happen. I. Never has anything been any more useless than a straight pride parade. What may I do? Walk around with other straight people going, yeah. <laughs> For what? Why'd I gather somewhere because I'm straight? That one does, I wouldn't gather somewhere just because I'm a man. It's like, what? So what? What what we what we got in common here? Um, go away. It's a strange thing to have um in retaliation. To a gay, is it, you know what I mean? There's a gay pride parade. Why is it not a straight pride parade? So, are you particularly proud of being straight? No, 
Let's shut the fuck up. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of being straight, but I don't care that I'm straight. It's made my life easy. That's the, that's the perk of being straight, is I don't actually have to go on marches. So why the hell would I be on a bloody parade? Uh, this isn't even all lives matter into shit. This is white white lives matter. So we're not talking about that right now. Well, if you're doing your Black Lives Matter protest, we're doing a White Lives Matter protest. So, okay, fine, but no one's really denying that you exist, you know? I know it's, it's just a... It's strange whenever, like, a, a, a marginalised group have something, then the majority go, well, we want that. And that's literally the whole point of your privilege, that you don't actually realise you've got that. <laughs> it's so ingrained in society that you don't need that. You don't need that little little parade once a once a year. So fuck. Alright man. It was strange. Strange. But then you saw these two um ladies, two lesbian ladies who got uh attacked on the bus, actually beaten up because they wouldn't kiss each other for the entertainment of these four guys. Uh so these four guys beat beat them up. And the voice found it so strange, man. When um, when someone's not your type, you you know, let's let's take it on the most basic level. Take sexuality out of it. I approach a girl, she says no thanks. You're not my type. That's essentially what this is on a very extreme level. Why can't I accept that I'm not a type? Right? There's a different thing though. Is 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 nothing that's not my type, right? Uh, women who like women not my type I like women who like men strange that isn't it really fucking strange but rather than me just letting that be nah nah why don't you two kiss each other this has nothing to do with me I just find that strange just why, why she's so find out a woman's lesbian surely that's the marker of right she's not interested let me not waste my time but no not these guys and then they beat him up like, I found it oh. I said I won't even watch lesbian porn Generally, don't watch it. Don't have the imagination. I can't place myself in the video. I find it weird. So if I... I'm watching two women. I've said... That's, that's, where am I in this video? What am I doing? What character am I? So back to the game. I can't... I don't have the imagination to make myself a woman. I mean, if I was playing... Don't do a spoiler. But yeah. I have the imagination to make myself a woman. That's... I've never wanted to be a woman at any part of my life. Is that strange? Never want to be a girl. Never wanted to be a woman. Never want to be a girl. Never want to know what it felt like to be the woman's body. Never. I mean, other than, you know, sex. hey That's the only time I want to be in a woman's body. Lads, 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 lads. Oi, oi, oi. Um, right. <laughs> Let's get on to um, Dear Deirdre. I'm going to church tomorrow, people. I'm going to church um, for my mum's International Day. What is International Day, Darren? Well, it's when everyone from different countries in the church, they've got about, I think they've got about like 25 different nationalities represented in the church. So what they do, they have like a food they, everyone comes their traditional wares or their um, colours of their national flag. They have food after everyone brings a national dish. 
and they split the room into four categories. Four, because this is where everyone else is from in in their church. So I think they have Asia, Africa, Caribbean, and Europe. And it's mad because the way they have to change the order. Because I remember the first time I went, they had the Caribbean right at the front door. People didn't get into the room because everyone was at the Caribbean section. The African people they got buoyed off by a lot of the Caribbeans. Is yeah, Europeans are over at the African thing because Europeans like to explore, in it like to discover and explore. So there's like, oh, what's this? Was that gel off? Wait, but there's another thing here. What's this one? That's gel off too. That's gel off. What gel off? Gel off. And what's this one? It's gel off as well. All oh, right. It's all. It's all. It's all. All the same, is it? No. It's not the fucking same. One's Nigerian, one's Ghanaian, one's Cameroonian. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to offend anyone. But it's just all, it's all, it's all rice though, yeah. So, all... then which one's better? See, poor Kathy, she's under pressure now. She's got three different rices. They're all burning her fucking mouth. She's like, I, um, they're all very flavoursome. I, the middle one. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's, yeah, but Caribbeans, it, I love it. They're in, they're in church. They're all meant to be together, all under the umbrella of God's children. We're all one. Nah, not when it comes to international. They fall back into national camps. Not me, though. No, I'm going around all of it. What's that? Yeah, go chat that on. What's that? Yeah, go chat that on. What's, I don't, even know, don't tell me what that is. It looks nice. It smells nice. Let me just eat it. Tell me after I've eaten it. All right? Little wink. Right. I'm over the Asian section, but it's always sad. The European section... Um, always it's there'd be like shepherd's pies pork pies all kind of pies but it just gets left except for desserts desserts they rely on Europe to to bring it because everyone knows these other countries can't do these other regions can't do desserts alright Indian desserts are kind of nice I give them that they're kind of nice but no, those little like kind of green cubes that look sweet and sugary. Mm-mm, nice, nice Indian candy, lovely. But it's not a fucking Victoria sponge, is it? Aye, aye. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner, one of London train. Oh, get the Victoria sponge, will ya? Is that some spotted dick, is it? It's Tottenham cake. My old man said, follow the van. Don't do the dandy on the way. And the war efforts were over. And, uh, and the Allies had beaten the Axis. Uh, Mussolini had now lost his place as the Prime Minister of Italy. And the Italian Republic was then established. Uh, General Franco. <laughs> Sorry, I've, my, I uh, just went into some real, real English nostalgia there. When Britain used to be Britain. <laughs> Anyway, so I've got going to church tomorrow. So hopefully there won't be that kind of uh, nationalism going on. Everyone has a bit of everyone's food, all right? Let's all come together. And let's not put the white people under pressure on the day, yeah? Oh, what's this? I'm in the Caribbean. What's that? It's just like a big banana. What's that? It's a planting. Oh, okay. Lovely. Hop so to African section. Oh, what's this? What's this? What, what's that? Is, is that the same as what they've got over there? No, this is plantain. Wait, what do you call it? Plantain. But they just called it planting. Yeah, they pronounced it wrong. And they said, 
What you see? We're not, we're not pronouncing it right. Hey, hey, yo, yo, yo. Yo, Mario. No, no, me come over there, man. Slap out the drill off. Yeah, yo. You pronounce the thing properly. And you, you don't want that to happen, do you? It's church. Everyone just chill out. Anyway, get on to Dear Deirdre. Chatting shit. I'm starting to wake up halfway through the pod. I can feel it. Um, Dear Deirdre. Let's go. Dear Deirdre. Um, let's see. Right. Ooh. Okay. Dear Deirdre, I had incredible sex with a close friend after boyfriend's jealousy made me cheat. Hey? I was driven into the arms of a close friend by my boyfriend's constant jealousy and the sex was just incredible. I have since seen him regularly, but I feel guilty for cheating. You don't. You don't. Um, I'm telling you, you don't feel guilty for cheating. Uh, you feel guilty. I think what is assuming is you don't understand our feelings. Feelings. Feelings and emotions, to me, are different. So, for example, nervousness and excitement feel the same knotting of the stomach heart rate increases that's the feeling you feel that yeah so that's when sometimes before i go on stage people go do you ever get nervous and i was like no i'm excited though this is gonna be fun my stomach's flipping i'm i'm yeah i'm i'm, I'm thinking about what's gonna be happening and my journaling's pumping up whoa excitement i'm not nervous but the feeling is the same. A lot of people fuck themselves up because they're actually feeling excited about something and then they they think, oh shit, I'm nervous. I can't do it now. I'm nervous. I'm too nervous. The connotations around being nervous means you won't be able to perform. Before every cup final, I felt excited. I used to say I was nervous. No, I was excited. And once I changed the definition, that feeling from nervousness to excitement, boy, did my performance improve. And same as on stage, same as everything. So, her saying that she feels guilty, no, you don't. You feel worry. Uh, you, you've got to, what she probably feels is this cloudness, this on, on edge feeling. That's not guilt. That is uh, maybe fear of being caught, resentment that you actually have to cheat and you can't just have your cake and eat it the way society is structured. You know, if, if cheating was allowed, then you wouldn't feel these feelings. You wouldn't feel these feelings, which shows that it's not guilt. Now, I mean, guilt is doing something and it's actually, even if it's allowed, you still feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel guilty if I've got something arranged with my fiance and then I've had to work late. And I know she was excited to spend time with me and I was excited to spend time with her, but then something's kind of at work where I've had to work late. That's not my fault. That's just circumstance. But do I feel bad about it? Yes, I feel really fucking bad. I feel shit that I'm not at home. That's what I'm talking about. That's not, that's not, it's not to do with uh, your actual... Thoughts and feelings. Your, uh, your thoughts and feelings and your emotions—they're not all the same thing. But we just we mix them all together. That's uh, 
So I'll say now. Anyway, I'm 25. My boyfriend is 35. We met two years ago through mutual work friends and had an instant bond. He lost his dad as a child. And so did I. Oh, my God. The dead dad connections. Anyway, the difference is that my mum and family were amazing, but he felt abandoned by his mum. He is kind and loving, but very insecure and intense and has huge expectations of me. Uh, I confided in the male friend who understood. Who understood. He's 27 and said his ex was exactly the same. I felt good. It felt good to talk. We became very close and intimate, though we didn't have sex at first. Okay. Um. My boyfriend. Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at suits. It's not oh, nice. Sorry. My boyfriend found text between us, and he became unbearable. One night, he was so mad he drove off like a lunatic, saying he would drive the wrong way down the motorway. I was terrified. He came home the next morning, and we patched things up. But within a week, things just things were just the same. Uh, with him checking my phone, getting angry, even if I touched the phone. Eesh. I went to my mum's for the weekend to get away. On the Saturday evening, I went to the local pub and got very drunk. I called my friend and he came. Oh, dear. It's not an accident. You knew what he's doing. I got very drunk. Then you called your friend. No. That wasn't even an accidental circumstantial cheat. This was a tactical one. The worst. Um, I called my friend and he came over and ended up staying the night. That was the first time we had sex. But we had had sex several times since. And it's lovely. What? Not an amazing or mind blown or wonderful. Lovely. Um, he says he's fallen for me and I really like him too. But I cannot continue this affair knowing someone will get hurt. Um, I've changed all my phone passwords and my boyfriend is even more paranoid. But the other day he, he said he really wants us to work and will try to change his ways. I love him. He's wonderful, really, but I feel exhausted emotionally. I realise um, I've caused all our problems, though I've never set out to hurt him. Can this relationship be fixed, or should I go? Go! When you said, I have an incredible sex with a close friend after a boyfriend's jealousy made me cheat. No. No, it didn't. Okay, it was you being all fucking close to your guy, mate, that made him jealous. I just, you know, and you can't, you can't make someone jealous, but... You can, your behaviour could aid that. Right, so, if it's basically, you even want that, well, you can't actually, fuck that. So, let's say you even want that closest with your friend. Um, and, and then, if that's the case, then you have to end your relationship. Or really set that out to your boyfriend. Or you, you want to be with your boyfriend. And you just put that friend, you chill that friendship out. But it's too late because you fucking banged him during the relationship. So, you know, uh, you should just end that. End that shit. Uh oh, okay. Dating too soon. Let's see. Dating too soon. My girlfriend has a raging temper and is still not over her husband. Yep. One minute, my girlfriend's temper blows really hot. The next, she is really cold. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. Well, it only matters if you're coming, and then you can go after you came. Anyway, um, she's 45, I'm 40. We only met two months ago, but started the relationship quite quickly, even though she lost her husband in a road accident a year ago. E can't compete for dead ex um i have always been sympathetic and i'm willing to talk about her husband she still posts things about him on social media and we are a secret from her friends and family i feel awkward that no one knows about us being together do i give it more time and and see how it goes why am i simply wasting my time with this woman i'm i am fed up of feeling second best listen you're a side man to a dead man 
Right? That's that's what it is. You are a side man to a dead man. If she's not over him, you'll always be there. So it's up to you, bro. It's up to you, bro. You want to compete with a dead dude? You want to fucking take it outside? Hey, motherfucker, get out the grave. Get out of the grave. I'm going to beat your ass, man. You're just going to lay there? Pretend you're dead? Get the fuck out of the grave, man. I'm going to kick your ass. Um, right. Listen, one more. One more. Just read all the titles here. Uh, no. No, okay, no, that's that's way too much for me, that one. Um, that one is mixed up. I'm 15 and feel confused about my breasts and often wish I had a male body instead. See, I, I don't want to talk about 15-year-old's tits. Uh, okay. Let's losing her. Uh, my friend has distanced herself from me after people spread rumours. Ah, I told my best friend at school that someone had started a rumour about us. Now she's distanced herself from me and I miss her. Oh, I'm a 17-year-old boy and I fell head over heels for this girl in my year. She was also my best friend. Oh, but you're a virgin, aren't you? You're a virgin. I know, that's what it is. You're a virgin and you're confused. Again, it's the feelings. It's the feelings. You're confusing your horniness. For actual deep love and emotional connection that you think you want a girlfriend and you fall in love with her. Nah, bruv. Once you get that first nut out, the feelings will become clearer and your thoughts will be fucking HD, mate. Yeah, 4K. Um, Head over heels for this girl. She was always my best friend. A rumour was going around that we flirt by fighting. Obviously, it was untrue and I told her I had no idea who started the rumour. You did! I've done that shit before. <laughs> Spread a rumour. Oh, you know, you go to a girl you like. It's like, it's so crazy. I was talking to this. <laughs> People say this crazy thing. They're saying that we should get together. I was just like, ah, we're friends. But, you know, I mean, I was, I was like, obviously you're attractive if, if you wanted to, wanted to, to, to get together with me. But, uh, you, you know. It wasn't me who said it. There's other people saying it. Ah, oh, it's crazy. People say shit like that to you. She's like, no. Okay. Right, so now I've heard she believes I started the room myself. I don't want to lose. Ah, see. I never got found out like that. I don't want to lose the loveliest girl I've ever met. You're 17. You'll find lovely girls. Is there anything I can do to stop it happening? No, bro. She likes bad boys. Get a neck tattoo. Get a motorbike. Get a gun. Wheelie your way through into the sixth or common room. Smash through the glass. Let one round off into the fucking polystyrene ceiling. Everyone's screaming, running around in the common room. You be like, hey, baby, I come for you. And then pull your sleeve up and show that tattoo of a snake eating a naked woman. She will fall head over heels for you. She won't be able to stop. Oh, her clothes will melt off. Uh, right. <laughs> right, one more, one more, then we're done. One more, and then we're done. Almost an hour. I didn't want to do an hour, but fuck it. Um, the title of this one's too funny. I love it, a bit of racism. Uh, family feud. My husband's family are racist and have never accepted me, so I don't want to see them anymore. I'm guessing that um, this is. I'm gonna guess the family is. And the husband's 
the ethnic minority in the UK, they're going to be black or Asian. And the woman is going to be white. That's my guess. Let's see. We've just started talking uh, to my husband's family after three years of silence, but it's not working out. His parents are racist. I am a white woman. There you go. Or 37. And my husband is 40 and black. They made a racist attack on me at a family party when we hadn't spoken until we invited them over for lunch. What happened at the party, though? I know what happened. Fucking candy came on, electric slides, and you didn't want to participate. And then you did participate, and you stood at what you thought was the back. And then it turned around, and you was at the side, and you didn't know what you was doing. And then you was at the front, and you was fucking it all up, and you stepped back too early, trod on Auntie, you know, Janice's toe, she was like, what the fuck, said? She slapped you in your head. She was like, oh my God, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. It's like, stupid white girl. Wait, 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 bring that, bring that white girl to the party. So, <laughs> oh dear. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but we haven't spoken until we invited them over for lunch. They made negative comments about my cooking. Yeah. They said that my husband and I are fat. Yeah. My eldest son is six and has ADHD and gets stressed easily. Ah, oh dear. They say she's fat. The woman they've got in the picture is not fat. I got agitated during their visit. Um, he got agitated during the visit. They think he's just not. Just give him two licks for the back side about ADHD. I don't care about no alphabet. <laughs> About ADHD, give him two licks. About him got attention, hyperactive, deficit, attention and deficiency, hyperactive disorder. Now make up disease when the kids just unruly need two licks. Anyway, he got agitated during the visit. They just think he's naughty. My husband wants to see them again, but I'd like to cut them out of our lives. Okay, look, let 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 calm down. Everyone, calm down. Everyone, just calm fuck down, will they? What's happening here? You can't cut off his family, okay? Um, they're his family. They exist before you, so that's irrational. Um, you can limit the time you go there, but then that's going to make things weird for your kids when they grow up. But you can't be somewhere uncomfortable. Hey, husband, you've got to put your foot down. That's that's the deal. Right, here's the thing. you got to love your family. I love my family, okay? And... If I've, and I love my fiance's family. So if I've joined her family, we're joining families, okay? And her family just straight out does not accept me. Don't like me, nothing. And then my fiance says nothing to them to say, relax. Then what the fuck am I doing there? This is long. Vice versa, right? If my family didn't like my fiance, well, it probably, my family's normal, so it probably make me question why, what, what am I missing here? But I've chosen her. If they didn't like her, I'd be like, guys, it's not, it's not like us or nothing. It's not that. But what I'm saying is, she will be here. And you guys need to relax because you're not being rude to her. Nah, don't run. Usually these things solve themselves when you have a kid. Because then, you know, the, the grandparents are invested. Because, like, ah, 
I know that kid's half you, but it's quarter me, so ah, it's all right. You know what I mean? That makes me hard. Uh, can't can't hate you too much. Well, you need to go through something really fucked up, like a really complicated childbirth, and then you almost die. That's when they're like, oh, okay, I guess she's not a bitch. <laughs> it's always something just extreme like that. But um, yeah, the husband, husband needs to step up and be like, yo, this is my wife. She's the mother of my children. I love her. You're my mum, you're my dad, you're my family, but this can't continue. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. You break down and cry. Anyway, that's the end of the pod. Um, people, go get tickets for my show. Go get tickets. Ticket sales have began. I've seen tickets have started selling. But I need more sold, okay? I don't want people to be messaging me, you know, in the run-up to it. I mean, obviously you can, because I still want to sell tickets. I mean, like, on the day, I maybe try and get my head right, get focused, locked in. I don't want people going, hey... Um, do you know what? What day should I come? Eee. Not, not, no, not the same, not the same week, not the same day. Yeah, ask me all those questions now. Um, th- there won't be any discounted tickets coming out. There's no concessions. There's, do you know what I mean? The tickets are the ticket price. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Um, I think I've spoken to all the comedians. Actually, one comedian hasn't come back to me. So, that's it. it's not just me. I will be headlining and I will be doing... 45 minutes to an hour you'll have to suffer me for that long fine but before me there's going to be some amazing comedians as well so it's not just me you get your money's worth for 10 pounds all right there'll be two comedians an mc like a host not not someone rapping fact's sake Ain't a talent show um yeah mc two comedians then me so you get four different comedians for a tenner. Tenner, people. In London, not send you out anywhere. It's almost central London. Get your tickets. Uh, DarrenGriffiths.com forward slash S6Y. Okay, that's it. That's the end of the pod. Uh, yeah, all right. See you later. Bye.